almost intelligible. Two friends, known each other for years, talk about anything, games, movies, news, whatever. Most of the time they make sense, but not usually. Here we go. That was a bad clap. We should probably do it again. Nah, we don't need to clap again. There's nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Clapping. What's that? Mm. We got it. We got it good. We're good. It's totally. We're terrible at cold opens. Welcome to <laughs> nothing. Welcome to nothing. I mean, that's it's not it. really that's, notes. That's... It's just a bullet. Bullet points. Okay. Random well, bullet points, notes, random topics. Call it what you want. Mm-hmm. All it needs to do is remind you of the topic so that you can talk about it. There is so much new, and now people will be able to date the podcast, like when we actually recorded it, based on what we're talking oh. about. You think so? They'll be like, "Whoa, that happened like three months ago." <laughs> <laughs> eh, well, you know, if, they, if if somebody wants to sit and do the math and figure it out, more power to them. Hey. But they don't know if this was recorded in 2019, 2018, 2021. Who knows? Yeah. It's a mystery. Let the mystery be revealed. Man, guess. This is episode 17. Ooh, seven. I mean, yep. One seven. Boom. One seven. Dub, double digits. Getting in there. Dubs. Dub dig. Getting ready. We got to hit episode digits. 20 by 2020. Oh, really? I don't know. I think we can do that. Sounds reasonable. I mean, with our recent track record, we should have no problem with that. Dude, you know what I did today? What you did today? I mean, I bought a video game, but also... Oh, whoa. Hold on. Back up. I also bought a Nintendo Switch Lite. Oh, man. You really jumped down the hole there. Except I kind of didn't. So, my youngest... uh. Or have you have you heard that some people have problems with them Joy Cons? You know, I have heard that some people have problems with Joy Cons. They have some of specifically them specifically drift issues. The left one, yeah, yes, especially the left one. Um, that is something that plagues the switches of surprise, surprise. My three younger children, my three youngest. Do you, do you think it's because they're like rough on the system? I don't, I do not, I'm not sure, but the problem does seem to be worse the younger the kid. Hmm. So my youngest is absolutely the worst. She'll be playing Minecraft. She'll be like, hey, can you help, can you help me build this thing? And we'll be like, oh, sure. And then we'll be like, how, how are you even functioning inside of this game? Like, (laughs) it's just hand it to me and I just walk into some lava, spin around in circles Somehow, when I'm watching her play, like if we're playing together, it looks like she's fine. It doesn't look like she has any problems in the world. She's running around. She's building stuff. She's crafting. She's giving me stuff. Hands it to me, and I'm she's like... She's learned to compensate for it. Yeah, this is out of control. Super, super out of control. I <coughs> I found out that they were doing the free Joy-Con replacements for people that have those problems, thanks to... Uh, Seemingly, thanks to a class action lawsuit that was filed against them <laughs> Uh-oh. for those problems. And they were like, hey, guess what? We'll just replace them free or repair them. And 
So I have that set up. I set up uh, an, essentially an RMA and I got a shipping label, but I haven't got them mailed yet. But before I did that, I thought, well, let's let's make sure the controllers are up to date and let's recalibrate them. Let's go through all those steps. Um, man, they wouldn't. It was almost impossible to calibrate them. Like it's like, yeah, push the push the stick in all four directions, you know, to the right, down, left, up. It's like you push it to the right. It doesn't recognize it again, 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 again. And then you're like, well, I might as well not do it. And then it'll be like, yeah, you did it. Now push down. I'm like, um, okay. Up. Up is the problem. You can't push up. You push up and it goes like, you can see the little dot when you're trying to calibrate. It'll go like halfway. Mm-hmm. Won't do anything. And they're just like, the dots just wobbling around all over the place. Oh, Terrible. Man. But I got the bright idea. I was like, you know, I have some other switches that have good Joy-Cons, and I always play with mine on the TV with a Pro Controller, so I'm not using my Joy-Cons. So I thought, I know what we can do. We can take Joy-Cons that work good, put them on hers, trade it in. And then, because I wouldn't be able to trade them in with bad Joy-Cons, they would they'd probably dock me like half the price knowing GameStop. Oh, they don't even check. They don't care. They do. They chat and they, they really? and they did. <laughs> oh wow! Also, they probably wouldn't have been able to manage to get into settings to reset the system or to check it because literally it's just like always going up. So if you're trying to navigate the menu, it's like up, up, up. It's like no, go down to settings. <laughs> up, left. It's like I can't even open up settings. Like. You have to double tap an icon if you're trying to use the touch screen because as soon as you touch something, it's going to yank it away. So wow. I thought, well, I'm going to get these replaced from Nintendo. And I had already thought maybe, I mean, the Switch is, the Switch light, the light switch, as you like to say, is probably kind of version three of the system because they did just release 2.0 of the system. Yeah, but that was just a minor like battery update. That wasn't like an actual performance or uh, I believe factor. it had battery and CPU actually. Um not like notice not noticeable like where they would actually Yeah. I, I, I took it more as not like they were upgrading the CPU, but rather just the manufacturing process was slightly different and so it yielded slightly faster. But I chips. have to imagine if there's if if there's any common common repair issues that those they would address in a hardware release to save themselves money in repairs um sure sure and so i was hoping i was like i know one of the problems most likely that could be related to this is how you're supposed to push the little unlock button when you take them joy cons off but kids mm. try i think the younger they are the less likely they are to do that and i know anessa she's just be like no Ugh. take them off <laughs> and that little plastic tab breaks and then they just slide off whenever they want <laughs> Yes, uh, my yeah, younger son's problem. problem is that oftentimes it will not recognize that his right Joy-Con is on. It's surprising because Nintendo hardware has a very good long track record of being extremely durable, with the exception of the N64 controller, but that's because it was terrible. Anyway, all their other hardware... It's usually very good, but this one, by its very nature, the way it's modular and you take it apart and you put it together, 
that's just a natural weak spot. And, and, and I've told you, I've said it before on this podcast that I've had problems like mine register fine and they lock fine and I don't have any Joy-Con problems or joystick problems, but there's definitely some wiggle. Like when you have them locked onto the screen in, in, in handheld mode, there's quite a bit of flex on either side. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's from kids playing it and just holding it real tight while they play it uh, and not intending to, to try to break it or anything. But you know, I don't think it's ever been misused or mishandled, but there's definitely some flex there. And it's 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 the screen itself, because regardless of which I have two sets of Joy-Cons and which regardless of which ones I use, I have the same problem. So it's not a Joy-Con issue. It's a screen. It's whatever the rails those. I think they're. I think they needed better. a better locking system and a better rail system. Like, and it could have just been a little better. I think if they could have figured out a solution that didn't require you to push the little button to unhook it, if they had have found something that was resistance based or something like that, it might have been better. Because even as an adult, like when I've put the I forget what they're called, but the little attachments that go into the top of the Joy-Cons, if you're going to use them as little controllers, you know what those are called? The little rail toppers? I don't know. But even myself, I know that I've been like, oh, I'm going to put these back on the Switch and went to go grab one of them and like yank it off and it didn't come off because I wasn't pushing the unlock button. And I'm like, oh, that's right. But Oh, I, yeah, I know what you're talking but about. I know, Sorry, but I, I like, know blind. that I applied a lot of force. Like, come off here. Those are oh, tough. that's right. I need to lock them. Those are even worse when you, because you can accidentally put them on backwards. Oh yeah, and then that's a. I have done that, and then trying <laughs> to get them off is even. I'm like, ah, I've broken everything. Yep, that's bad. That needed that needed to be smarter. And, and to me, that's something Nintendo should know. It's like, hey, guess what? Uh, parents buy these for their kids. So, what? what so it, Switch Lite is the solution. Yeah, I and that's what I thought. So I figured I would try it out with her. Um, Definitely my older kids will like to take off the controllers. Sometimes they'll just randomly set it up on its stand on a table, take them off, <laughs> put them in the grip or whatever. They like to do that, but she's never going to do that. Not, and she shouldn't. And I'm like, well, maybe this will just be more durable and this will be a way. It ended up costing me 25 bucks to do it. I missed out probably by a week on a promotion where you could get 200 the trade-in of the original switch and now it's one, oh wow now it's 175 yeah thanks to there being no eh. tax here that meant 25 bucks but you can also trade in the games that you can't play anymore on the switch light <laughs> well, uh, yeah. i guess you have other switches so that's, <laughs> well so that's yeah, interesting that. so i have a little bit of on-hand experience with the switch now with the light um we got it today <laughs> traded in 25 bucks at the same time i picked up pixark um which dropped in price to 20 bucks and has recently had a big update. So since it also supports big online servers, figured I'd try that as another potential family game and uh, get one copy and see if it's, it's a, if it's a thumbs up or thumbs down before I go buy a bunch of copies of it. Bunch of copies. A lot of copies. Now you're going to make me yawn. I'm sorry. I'd, you know what? It's, I was fine until we started, and now I can't stop yawning. I'm coughing. You're like, ugh, so, I don't know what's going on here. <sighs> so I have, um, as it as it seems, I also have uh, a little bit of hands-on experience with the Switch Lite. Uh-oh. You want to go first? No I, I, no, I didn't. I didn't buy one. 
I just I was at a friend's house and they they bought one. They bought and one. I was I was I was I just wanted to hold it. I wanted to feel it in my hands. I wanted to know what it felt like. And it's surprisingly light. Yep. And it feels really nice. Like it, the the size of it is perfect. And the finish is is matte. Yeah, it's got like a yeah. It feels nicer. I don't I'm not a fan of any of the colors though. Um, right off the bat, I feel like swing and a miss. How do you include those three colors and not include like a red or a pink? That's the first thing my daughter wanted. I was like, do they have pink? I'm like, I don't know yep. why they don't have pink. That seems like a <laughs> no brainer to me. You got a light blue, no light pink. I, uh, I have no need for one. I thought about it. I would like to have one, but I have zero need for one. And I actually like docking it and I use it yeah. for me. I potentially, I use it more on the TV. So the the idea of the switch light is wasted on me, but I really like the size of it. If they had a, if they had one that size, uh, that was dockable, I I would be seriously considering it. If they had one in that, I think it's called atomic purple, that like translucent purple that they did with like the, I think it was the, was it the N sixty four? They did, yeah. Or maybe it was the Game Boy Color. That translucent purple that they do every once in a while, man, I really mm. like that. If they did one in that i would be very tempted it is uh so she got a yellow one and i don't know what color you tried um did you the turquoise the, the turquoise the teal or whatever uh, that's what yeah. she wanted they didn't have any of those so she got a yellow uh i think the yellow is actually really nice and they brought out a gray so we could look at that too and it's a it's a darker gray than it looked like in the pictures i mean i myself oh, well, still prefer black but it is darker than the pictures suggest i would probably go with that gray then um it does feel really good when i was setting it up um i was annoyed too it took like i don't know half hour for me (laughs) with my internet who knows it could be related to nintendo servers too but to update it i couldn't sign into a profile because it needed to be updated i'm like this just came out why am i installing an update but um it uh one of the things that struck me, I wondered if it struck you. I was holding it, I was messing around with it, and I thought, <laughs> you know what this is? Nintendo friggin' made a PSP. Although they did. Yep. Nintendo made a PSP. It's almost identical. It feels very much like the PSP was thicker and heavier. But yeah, size wise, <laughs> it occurred, it's a PSP. It occurred to me that I was like, I don't think they could have made this right out the gate. Because people would have been like, that's a PSP. You just copied the PSP, but by, but people didn't think that necessarily about the Switch, and now the smaller version of the Switch, people just think it's a smaller version of the Switch, but holding it, I'm like, this is, this is straight, this is the same friggin' thing. So holding it, so the friend's house that I was at, he actually, they have both, right? He has his original Switch, and then his wife got the, the smaller one. At no point, using my Switch, have I ever thought, this feels awkward this is too large or my hand doesn't fit. It just doesn't, Mm -hmm. it feels fine in handheld mode. I'm just talking about handheld mode using the joy cons on their own is a whole different story. And that is awkward, but holding it in handheld mode, I have never had the thought this feels weird in my hands or this feels too big or too small or clunky or whatever. And even last night, side by side, original switch and the switch light, even holding the original switch, I still felt this feels good. But holding that switch light, it's so much better. Like it just, 
I don't know how to describe it. It just like like snaps into your hand. Just feels good to hold. And it feels uh, much. Stir- I feel like all of the buttons <laughs> feel better. The the trigger the buttons, buttons have a better. They definitely have a better feel to them. There, yeah, and it definitely feel like you can feel how kind of like you said wobbly the original switch is. Like it's pronounced when you're holding that light, and then you're like, no, this feels yeah solid. So I think I made the right decision. I did it for the youngest, and I'm like let's let's see how that goes. I did and it play has a some, D-pad. Yes, that's a nice D-pad. Um, I mean, a little on the small side. And in fact, I would say playing. So I fired up some Mario Aces and played a round of that. And I can say that it did feel like the D-pad was a little bit too small for me as, a, as an adult. Probably I have large hands. And but it's still better than using four individual buttons as a D-pad. Exactly. Take that, PlayStation. Um, now, okay, hold on. Because <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I know, the they're a different shape. My bad. is the same, yes. But <laughs> the, the PlayStation's D-pad always feels good. Like, I, it, I still really like it. It didn't like feel it. good when and, it came out. Uh, it was kind of mushy, but... Um, the DualShock 4 did a lot of things right. <laughs> I will not devolve because actually <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be coming back to the PS4 controller in a minute, actually. Well, maybe not in a minute, but in a few minutes. But um, the thing that struck me and I didn't like because it feels so good in the hands, I didn't know that expect that right stick actually feels it felt awkward. Running running around and using that as a movement it i felt like this i need to reposition my this is for hands that are smaller than mine and i definitely think i could get used to it um and full disclosure i'm always playing my switch with a pro controller which already has bigger sticks than the joy cons same here but the fact that they're a little bit shorter the position is different it i my thumb slipped off of it several times i don't think it'll actually be a problem but i like oh that but it looks nice um and the screen's the same resolution but smaller so it definitely looks sharper the brightness seems really good so i'm impressed it is currently downloading a bunch of games you're going to talk me into trading in all of my current switch stuff and getting a switch light and i don't want to do well you can't dock it I think that is definitely a disadvantage. It does not come with a charging dock. It only comes with, um, it literally only comes with the charging, the charger, the same, the same one that the regular switch came with. Um, does it have an AC adapter on it or is it just a USB and you have to, yes, it is the AC adapter adapter with USB C same one that you get with the switch. Okay. So that's not terrible. Um, but that is all that it comes with. I can tell you one of the first things I did is I popped in Mario Party in there because nope. I knew it requires you to use the Joy-Con separately. Um, and you totally can. Now, I don't know exactly how you would considering it doesn't have a kickstand or anything, but so that part would be difficult. But it did pop up and say, hey, sync some controllers. Hold down the sync button on the controller right now that you want to sync. So you could sync your other Joy-Cons to it to play those games. 
Yeah, but then you got to huddle around it on like a flat surface or table or something, and that's just awkward. Right. It needs it needs a stand. I wish that they had have included just like, even if it was just a little plastic housing that allowed a little cradle for it to stand up on that you could plug the charger could, into. Uh, like, do you still have your Wii U? No. Ah. Because the Wii U controller came with a little cradle mm-hmm. like that that yeah. we never used because we bought the charging cradle instead. You could totally use that. Or do do what I did when I needed one for my iPad. Uh, I made one out of Lego. Oh, yeah. I'm saying, though, I feel like <laughs> they should have came out with one. Oh, it probably cost yeah. 50 cents to a dollar that you could plug the charger into. So you could set it down and charge it on the cradle if you wanted to. And it would, it would cost it. 50 cents or a dollar for them to make, but they would charge you 30 bucks for it. <laughs> right. But hey, third parties, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're going to do that. Um, oh, definitely. And we all have cases for the switches and I'm, and that switch is still going into her case, but uh, it's significantly smaller, so it does not fit good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, the I did see that a, people have already started cool. building um, uh, HDMI outs. For those things. Now, how does that work? Because, I don't know. like, do you have to mod your switch to I do that? I don't know. I didn't look deep into it, but I saw <laughs> some hardware and some people doing it and saying, hey, it is possible to do it, but the reason that you can't do it or the reason it's not supported out of the box is they really did take hardware out. Like, the, yeah. the hardware to do it really is gone. So I think what people are basically doing is building a hardware piece how you're going to connect that. Maybe there's some way, and maybe you'd still have to like jailbreak the system or something, but USB, I mean, it is USB three that has good bandwidth. It's possible. It can do it through that. Just, you know, it's not out of the question that you'd be able to do it through there. If you were a really clever engineer, maybe, I don't know, but it's possible. It is possible. And that game I bought, Pixark, have not tried it yet, so I can't can't comment at all on that. I don't know anything about it. But stay um you've heard of Ark Survival, perhaps? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people decided, what if we made a Minecraft Ark Survival? Oh, okay. I had heard it was pretty buggy, which so was Ark. Um but they had recently released a big update very recently and so i thought well they're supporting it so i'll give it i'll grab it and give a try to the update and see if it functions pretty good on the switch and see if it's see if it's worth something 20 bucks even if i don't like it like one of the kids will probably still like it because they they love lego worlds and i'm not really into that i like minecraft better than better than lego world so i think that thing (laughs) runs poorly yeah, Lego Worlds, we had, um, where did we play that? I think we had it on the PS4. It was not great. They just added it to Game Pass, so I downloaded it because I was like, I'll try it on, on the Xbox, and it probably won't be any better, but I'll try it. Why not? Playing that game, which I guess is a, is a you know, is a sidetrack, but it made me think, to me, this was, on the outset, this is Lego like making their own Minecraft game, which seems like genius. And then playing it, I thought whoever made this didn't play Minecraft. Like, (laughs) right. (laughs) What? 
That is exactly I how I felt. It's it yeah, doesn't play well, and it doesn't. The tools they give you to build with are clunky and not great. Yeah, it, instead was, it, it seems fiddly. like they were instead of saying we're going to make a Lego Minecraft, they said we're going to make an open world one of our Lego games. Yeah, and those like are fine, but they're not great games. I haven't played any of those that I thought. Now this is amazing. Now this is Lego. However, the game that I have been playing to to keep it on the Switch is on the Switch, and I have been playing like that's that's the game I've been playing. Um, well, let me have it. What is it? It is. Let me Drum know roll? if you've heard of it before. Breath of Fire. Oh yeah. <coughs> Wait, Breath of Fire, not Fire Emblem? Breath of Fire. Okay, that's uh that's a old school like JRPG, right? <laughs> that that is a square soft and Capcom made Super Nintendo RPG. Nice. Is this a re re release or a remake? No, no. It's right there on oh. the uh the SNES online. Oh, it's one of those. It's one okay. I fired it up one day. That's right. The kids got enamored with it. They were watching me play it and having a great time. And then they were all like, can we play that? I'm like, yes, because it's included. Now, uh, three of my kids and myself are playing Breath of Fire. <laughs> and I've, I mean, literally, like, I've probably already put in like, I don't know, maybe 30 hours. <laughs> wow. So playing this old school or, and it's funny, I never played through it back when I had a Super Nintendo or when I was a teenager and was super heavily into Super Nintendo emulation and had like, every, I probably had the game, but I didn't play it. Playing it now, I can tell why I didn't, but it doesn't stop me from playing it. And that is, there's like, a hundred better RPGs out there, like on the Super Nintendo, like Chrono Trigger, obviously. Uh, a lot of better Super Nintendo RPGs out there, but, but it, these, it has these a lot were at of the nice times. This was at the time when everybody was trying to compete with Final Fantasy. I think it came out in '93, so it was really early. In even oh. Even the SNES days. Aren't those Breath of Fire? Weren't those also on the Genesis? Um, they were. There's a there's a an RPG series that's similar. I think it is Breath of Fire. I think they're on both. Now the games might be different, but it's they're still all in the same series. I just blanked out on what it was. There is a a saga series that I've played that was big on the Genesis. And it it may potentially have been the same people since I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, but it was, you but I know, remember. but I know it was more tactically, like it was more like Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem, um, the big RPG series on the Genesis, the combat system was. And this one hmm. is old school. Like you're going to, you're going to take turns. You're going to choose attack, defend, you know. I see. I like that type of battle system in a game. I don't have a problem with that, but I cannot stand those games because they also tie to like an overworld map with random encounters and you're just constantly getting stopped and having to fight when you don't want to. 
I can't stand that part of it. But the actual combat, take turns and choose, I, I actually like that. Well, and a lot of those games were kind of infamous for you know, being kind of brutal, you know? Like, you're you're on these, you're running along the map, you're getting into random battles, um, and you might get your butt handed to you and and lose everything. And I was really surprised, since it's the first one in the series, how forgiving it is and how fairly well designed it is. Um, you you access save points. Um, I like how they do that, too. Like, you you tell, they, they ask if you want to tell them a story, and then they say that they will, you know, remember your story. <laughs> oh, I don't like save spots. I don't like save points. Right. But here's the interesting thing about the save spot. So I thought, well, this is, yep, I saved here and now I'm running along and I'm going to, if I die, like that's going to, it's going to really stink. However, um, they're super forgiving about it. You could be running along, fighting, not having saved for an hour, leveled up five times or what, probably not, but level up a bunch of times, got a bunch of stuff. If you die, I think if you lose anything at all, you lose some small portion of gold. I'm not even sure if you lose that. Like, you keep your levels. Like, it doesn't just, like, reload a save. It just spawns you back at the last place you saved. But you haven't lost anything. And hmm. if you, you can, you can <coughs> get a bunch of party, you can get a bunch of party members, um, more than are able to fight in your team. But if you have extras that are essentially not active, they still gain XP along the way. So you don't have to like manage. Oh, I want to make sure this weak guys. Oh, in, yes. In my party. I. So, so that's nice that they do that because th that's something that you think of as not happening until later. Mm -hmm. um, in those types of games, because yeah, you typically have to manage. Oh, I haven't used this guy in, you know, two hours. I really need to level him up too. Ugh. Yeah, so it feels like all a, those, a hidden little all gem. Those systems. Okay, well, maybe I'll have to try that someday, one day, it's, forever from now. <laughs> and for the parts of How's that game story? that are annoying, I, I've liked the story. It's it's crazy. I think um, I was like, this might have been the first. This game might have been responsible for the the furry epidemic that has oh no hit the internet. <laughs> Like the, oh, third, no. like the third character you get is like a like a dog person or something like that wolf person crazy and i was like oh that's a furry like <laughs> oh no maybe this game started it oh no what are, what are the origins well, i'm a... taking that off my list now <laughs> you've, you've officially ruined that game for me um they give certain characters in your party different abilities which obviously that makes sense but what they don't tell you is that they have different abilities in like in the world that only manifest if you put them as the party leader. So I was supposed to go to this one spot and I could not figure out how in the world to get to it. And I'm like, well, hey, I know how brutal some of these old school games can be and I'm not up for that. So I'm just going to Google it, which is also not necessarily the easiest thing to do on some of those old games. And uh, finally found out that it was like, oh, yeah, it's simple. Like you just you put uh, Bo as your party leader and uh, his ability is that on the world map, he can walk through most trees. And I'm like, oh, sure. I can just walk through this forest. If I, <laughs> I'm like, 
Now, like, now, where is this did one it say things? that? Yeah, it, okay, I was going to say, is this one of those things where it never tells you that? Actually, it's probably in the original manual, because back what? in those days, the manuals were huge, and they had tons of detail in them. Uh, so, it's probably in there somewhere. So I thought the same thing, and it is true and also not true. So what it is is, hey, you better pay attention to tiny little details that you have no reason to think are important. And as an example, when he joins the party, like you're going, you're going to do something, you're going to go fight somebody. And he's like, well, I, I'll help you do that. Um, I'll join your party. And he's like, okay, he's joined your party. And then he's like, he's like, yep, I can, uh, he, he joins the party. And he's like, Hey, with, with, uh, with, with me in the lead, we can get through anything or something, something kind of vague. And in the manual, they do show each of the characters who they are and what they are. And it mentions uh, Bo. Uh, Bo leads the party to such and such. Or whatever. It doesn't actually tell you what he can do or that, but it's like a little hint. But I didn't hmm. I didn't even know that I could I could change that. I because they said that and then I fiddled around in the menus and figured out how to do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. uh, old games. We didn't we didn't know back then. We were too ignorant. We didn't know. We hadn't seen a better way. And so that was just how it was. I mean, you're just making me think of the times that I would go into the local like grocery store on the weekend and I'd get to rent a game for the weekend. And I would just be standing there looking at all these boxes. Uh, you know, I had no idea what any of these games were. And this was like Nintendo NES days. And you just have to pick one based off of two things. <laughs> Had you played it before, and so you know what it is, or you haven't played it before, and you just have to go by what the box art looks like and the little blurb on the back and what the screenshots look like if they had screenshots. Right. Uh, and man, some of that stuff's way, way misleading. Some of that stuff looks awesome on the box. <laughs> and you get home, and you're like, this is not what I thought I was getting. It's kind of sad, actually, because it used to be they were misleading, but old school games, even back on like C64, Atari 2600, NES, like a lot of them had artistic covers. Like yeah. this, they, they were like, they hired an actual artist to like paint a picture or draw something cool related in some way to the game. Sometimes way far off track, like in the case of things like Mega Man, <laughs> where they had some really ridiculous covers. Um, <laughs> but now a lot of times you just get like yeah hey this three mod this 3D models in the game like we'll slap that on the cover yeah screenshot there's a lot of them that are not as as nice not to say they didn't do that in the NES days i mean you did have like mario golf well just golf some of those that just had the pixel art blown up huge yeah that that very first series of NES games was like that mm mm-hmm. That like first generation launch launch titles all looked that way. <sighs> That's what I've been playing. <laughs> so, so you had a broken switch. You replace the switch with a with a newer switch. You go through the whole RMA process, and that's what led you to playing some switch games because you've been doing a lot of switching lately. But I want to. Well, I just talk got excited the, the last part. time we talked about the SNES games. Like I got so excited about the Super Nintendo games I was going through and playing them and 
BOF well, just sucked me in. I recall the last time we talked also that I was excited because I had a new console to play with. Um, a new old And that's one. true. But now I have an even newer console to play with. The newer than the new... I mean, you're not saying that your new new system broke. Oh, no, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. So you got another uh, system. So my Xbox One X that I picked up... Um, I'd had it for Project Scarlet, and no, and then I had (coughs) I was I was out for a week. I had some you know health stuff going on. It was not well, and I was I'm doing okay. I'm fine, but I had some time off. Let's put it that way, and I needed. I wanted to lay on the couch one day and watch a movie. Okay. So I go to my, my shelf where I have some movies and I it was one it was a Blu-ray and I said, Oh, I'm gonna put it here in the Xbox One X and watch my movie. I put the disc in and nothing happened. Mm. That's weird. Uh, maybe maybe this disc has a problem. So I grabbed a different movie off the shelf, put it in. Nothing happened. Okay, now I'm getting a little irritated. That's when you discovered it doesn't play movies. So then I grabbed the pack-in game, Fallout 76, which I had really no intention of playing. Uh, I unwrapped <laughs> wow. the shrink crap off of it and put it in the disk drive, and surprisingly, nothing happened. Okay, now I'm really, like, not happy. So I take the one of the movies and the game upstairs to the X, the other Xbox that we have. <clears throat> And they worked just fine in there. So right off the bat, okay, the disc. Wait, another are a Xbox? Problem. Well, we have, yeah, we it's yeah, we have an, another one. Um. <laughs> anyway, so then I start getting on Google and I start just searching you know, Reddit threads and other places to try to find out, you know, other people having this problem. What is it? Oh, it's a software issue. Oh, it's this. Oh, the motor's bad. Oh, it's just tons of stuff. There were a lot of people. Updates. With the pro- well, that was a big part of it. Was people were saying, "Oh, the recent system update broke it." What? Um, it was working fine until then, but almost all of them were people who had had either it was either there for their original Xbox One, the S, or they'd had their X a while, like a year or more. I couldn't find anything about it just being broke from the get go. So, and being that it was over a month, so. I tried all these different things. You know, I did a, a hard reset on the system. I did, you know, power resets. I changed settings that, you know, Microsoft suggested. Nothing was working. So I got a hold of their chat support and kind of went through the whole process and explained the situation. And and their online support thing had said, well, the only solution, if none of these things work, is to send it in for repair. Uh, and I really didn't want to do that. I'd only had it a month. And so as far quick, as I'm why concerned, why not just take it to the place that you bought it and just do a quick exchange? <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Okay. So I didn't want to send it in because I'd only had the thing a month, right? I was at like 33 days or something. I still had the receipt. Still do have the receipt. And in my opinion, it's not, it wasn't, it didn't break. It never worked. The disk drive never worked. So in my mind, it's defective. It's oh, had you never broke. used it? No, this was the first time. Because I bought the thing for Game Pass. I had no need to put a disk in until I wanted okay. to watch a movie. 
Um, so in my mind, it wasn't broken. It didn't break. It didn't stop working. It never worked. So that's defective in my opinion. And I tried explaining this to the support chat and they agreed, but they came up with the same conclusion of you're going to have to send it in for repair. Oh, and by the way, I needed to pay the shipping on that. I'm sorry. No, I, I no. So I was getting a little frustrated. So the next day I called the place where I bought it. And their policy was you can totally, you know, if it's defective or broken, you can totally exchange it within the 30 day of the purchase. And I was like, man, I'm over the 30 days, but maybe 30 days. Yeah. 30 days. How can they not, how can they possibly not RMA a new system? I don't know. So I called and I was basically politely, but basically told, no, can't do it. They had another suggestion for me, and that was, hey, take it to your local uh, Microsoft store and mm. see if they can help you. Well, there's no way. What are they going to do? I was like, I already talked to their support. Well, that and weekend rolled around. Redmond, right? <laughs> Luckily, we do have a, a Microsoft store nearby, so that was not too bad. Um, I called them that next Saturday, and I kind of explained over the phone, and I just got, I was just talking to like, Jill, the sales clerk, like she didn't, she wasn't Xbox support or whatever. And I explained to her briefly what the situation was. And she was like, oh, that sounds terrible. She's like, totally bring that in here and have one of our techs take a look at it. And I thought, well, all right, what have I got to lose? So I packed it up Time in the box. And money. Yeah. <laughs> packed it up in the box, drove 45 minutes to the Microsoft store. That's nearby. There. Never mind. Well, it could be worse. (laughs) Hey, you're closer to Redmond than I am. So I got, and I did not have high hopes for this. I thought this is going to be a waste of time. Got there, sat down, waited a little bit. The clerk comes over, asked me what's going on. I explained it again. So now I'm about four times in explaining this. And he's looking it over and I... I intended to bring my receipt with me, even though I didn't buy it from there, just so I could prove when I bought it. <clears throat> and I screwed up, <clears throat> excuse me, and forgot the receipt. And so now I was like, oh, great. I can't even prove that it's only a month old. But he, like, scanned the, he scanned the barcode on it and he scanned the barcode on the box because I brought the original box. And apparently he was able to verify it through that way because he was like, nope, totally you've not had this very long. And he could tell it was in good shape. It wasn't like dusty or damaged or whatever. And so he's kind of looking it over and he walks away for a little bit. And I thought, oh, okay, what's, you know, I fully expected him to come back. He'd be like, well, we're going to have to send it in, blah, blah, blah. And he comes back over with a card, like a, just a plain brown box. And he opens it up and inside this plain brown box is what appeared to be a, another brand new Xbox one X, just the, Whoa. just the system. No, no controllers, no nothing. And he proceeds to take it out. He scans it. He takes mine out of my box, sets it aside, puts the new one in my box, folds it up, and he goes, there you go. We're like, wait, what? I didn't even ask him to do that. He just, that was just, he's, he's like, yep, it was defective. He didn't test it. Nothing. He just, here you go. And I was like, wow, wow are you serious? I was so impressed. I was like, man, that is amazing. He goes, he goes, you have not had this thing very long. It should not be broken. He's like, this is our flagship console. It's like, we, you know, do the right thing. I was like, amazing. So props I mean, to I Microsoft. Like so, the manufacturer, right? 
Right, right. It's their product. So, I mean, kudos to wow. Microsoft and their stores for doing the right thing and, and, and making it right. And I brought it home. Now, for all I know, this is a refurbed one that somebody else had sent in for repair. I don't know. It was just a plain brown box. It could be brand new. It might be a refurb one. I looked it over. Um, I couldn't like all the, the screws that are visible don't look like they'd been opened and closed. I mean, like you know, you don't see any scratches on them or anything. So I think it's new. It works just fine. I've had zero problems with it. Everything works on it the way it's supposed to. I'm happy. I mean, refurb or not, I'm happy with it. And it's the same color as the one that I had, which I told him I didn't care. Um, but he he managed to find the same one. So I'm I'm pleased with that whole process. It was you know couple hours out of my day on a Saturday, but it was well worth it. And it cost me, other than time and gas, it cost me $0 to replace it. So when that sort of thing happens, that makes you feel like comfortable. Like, yeah, I can, I can feel good about buying things from this company. <laughs> Absolutely. My question is how come their su- the online support couldn't have done the same thing or, or at least, at least suggested well, couldn't hey, told you, you're, right? you're near a store take it into the store and they will swap it out. That never even came up. Yeah. Which is pretty ridiculous. Um, because I've contacted Apple support before in something kind of like that and have got that sort of recommendation. Yes. I mean, you can send it in or you can just go to the, your nearest Apple store. I mean, I, I thought for sure, like in my mind, you know, you like play out the scenario as you're like driving there or whatever. Then I'm thinking, I'm going to have to like, kind of like sweet talk this guy, but like, come on, man, like try to appeal to him. Like, come on, really? I've only had it a month. It's better. Like, I really thought I was going to have to go into it like that. No, I, I didn't even have to ask him to replace it. That those words never came out of my mouth. He yeah, looked at really... it. He asked me what was wrong with it. He scanned it. He got another one done. I was like, whoa. So if you have issues with your Microsoft stuff now, Granted, if you've had it for several years, might be a different story. But if you've bought something recently that's not working right and you live near a Microsoft store, go. They will totally help you out. They were amazing. Plus, I hear they've taken out the red ring, so you never have to worry about that. <laughs> it totally doesn't have to red ring anymore. It just, just works. Now, this uh, isn't video game related, <laughs> but speaking of support, um, it's kind of were <laughs> and then nintendo's joy problems and then your xbox problems um completely unrelated to games but uh i recently saw uh, i've watched the show young sheldon okay um and the new season just started it's on cbs um i had gotten cbs for uh star trek and their app sucks so bad that it would stop and like buffer every 20 seconds. Nothing else. Like I could, I could fire up voodoo and rent a 4k movie and just watch it. But yet every 20 seconds, this TV show would just stop. And I tried to look into it and other people had the same problem. And it was just, yeah, CBS's app sucks. One person said, Hey, just get CBS through Amazon. You can, get the CBS all access channel from Amazon prime. So that's what I had done. Everything worked fine. We watched all of discovery, etc. cetera. Uh, today, I mean, it was yesterday. The new season of young Sheldon started 
I'm like, oh, let me try that. Fired up Amazon Prime. I went over to the show and it said, hey, this is available. Three dollars. I was like, why what? is this $3? Why can't I stream this? I was like, did, it, did my subscription lapse or something? So I went over to something else that I knew was CBS, like Discovery. And I was like, yeah, go ahead, stream it. it. And it said down at the bottom, included with your CBS All Access subscription. I'm like, okay. So I clearly have the subscription. Went back to it. I'm like, okay, well, Young Sheldon and Big Bang, I think, are the same thing. Let me f- look over there. And, see, and sure enough, that one was like, Three ninety nine. I'm like, why are these two shows that are on CBS? Why can I not stream those? And so that had happened yesterday. And then today I was like, well, maybe it was just like a glitch or something. I'll reload. I'll try it on a different app on the Apple TV or something. Still didn't work. And I was like, you know what? This annoys me. Like I couldn't find there was no information anywhere that said why it wouldn't be there. I, I pulled up CBS All Access page and Young Sheldon's listed there and shown on the cover. So I'm like, well, it should be. Why? I'm like, fine. I'm on the computer anyway. I'm going to open up Amazon Prime support. Fire it up. So I got access their support. Talk to somebody. And the guy was like, um, well, not everything. Um, not everything is necessarily included on a channel. Like, like kind of like a pat answer. like. Just because you have Amazon Prime doesn't mean that you can access all shows. Well, like, duh, I know that. There's HBO, there's other things. I'm like, but this is on CBS All Access. And he was like, yeah, but that does, um, but you don't get access to all things. And I was like, where where does it say what is listed? What is included? And they're like, um, unfortunately, we don't have a list of that. I'm like, okay, well, where's the document that does a disclaimer that says, if you have CBS All Access, you may not have access to all of the shows. And he was like, "Yeah, we don't, we don't have that either." Wow! And I was like, "So if I'm understanding what you're saying right, because I want to make sure that we're actually communicating, CBS All Access from CBS.com includes this show and gives you access to all of their content and." The channel CBS All Access does not give you all access. He's like, yes. Hmm. I was like, well, then that should be called CBS Limited Access. <laughs> that is that is absolutely the opposite of the definition of all access. <laughs> and he was like, I understand that you're I understand that you're frustrated, but it's just the name of the product. <laughs> and uh, and then I think that's actually when I was like, well. There's no disclaimer. Like, where's the disclaimer that says CBS All Access doesn't give you all access? <laughs> he's like, it doesn't, that's, not, that's just a product name. <coughs> and he's like, is there anything else I can wow. help you with? <laughs> and he was just like, is, that, is there anything else I can help you with? I'm like, yeah, I would, uh, I would like that canceled and refunded because <laughs> there is there is nowhere that says that that is the case. And then he was like, okay, done. I did it. I'm like, Okay, thanks. I'm like, that is, I mean, I understand that their hands might be tied, but like, it was not a good support experience. And it's just kind of ridiculous. It's like, it's, you, you could just call it the CBS channel. You wouldn't have to call it CBS all access. So then I went over, I was like, wait, Apple TV, they recently did Apple TV channels. 
like where you can just subscribe to channels like HBO and things like that through there. I'm going to check there. And they had CBS All Access. I went over to it and one oh, and the big head like header image on CBS All Access was Young Sheldon. <laughs> and I subscribed to it and it was like it was like it's, it's the same price. You know, get a week free. And I'm like, okay, yes. And I went to Young Sheldon and it let me start playing the episode. Wow. And I I wasn't ready to watch it at that point, but I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what kind of deals these are. <laughs> but that CBS, if one company doesn't know how to do things right, which I think Star Trek Discovery is a good example. <laughs> um, not because the show's bad, but because how many people like yourself they annoyed by putting it in their service. I would totally watch that show because I liked what I've seen of the first like two episodes. Would totally watch that show, but I I am not subscribing to yet another service just to watch one show. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. Well, the good news is, looks like um, the Orville's moving to Hulu, which we mentioned before, and yeah. Star Trek Picard is coming to Amazon Prime, and Hulu. Um, I don't know. Maybe you know. I, I didn't think they had all the Star Trek, but they definitely do now, except for Discovery. So maybe maybe it'll pop over there. Then, then you uh, that would it. be nice. That that would be because I, I mean, I've said it before, and and video games are even worse, right? Because every company now has to have their own launcher. I just heard the other day that Rockstar is coming out with their own game launcher now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's insane because <clears throat> when you read the disclaimer on it, uh, there's there's a handful of games that aren't included in the launcher to begin with. And the bulk of them are like GTA four and like a lot of other big titles that they've put out. And you're like, wait, so what, why do I have to do this? If most of the games that I would even want to play through here aren't even part of it. Uh, and how does that work? Because they have games that um, are console only, right? So mm-hmm. how does that work? Like their red dead series. You can only did you, play those. Did you on hear console. those rumors though? That also just popped up. Uh, no. What rumors? Okay, so one is not a rumor. It's just they came out and said, we are not making single-player DLC for Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, wow. Sad face. That's big. Uh, um, but then also, uh, people have found ratings appearing in some other countries of Red Dead Redemption 2 PC. Ooh. So maybe this whole launcher thing, <laughs> they are going to bring it. Maybe. It would be pretty awesome if they're not going to make single player DLC, but something like Red Dead 1 did pop up on PC finally. Through their what if, service? this is really conspiracy theorist here, but what if that's the secret reason why they've never released Red Dead 1 on PC? It's because they've been secretly building this launcher and they were like, we'll just wait. It was supposed like, maybe, to be ready maybe, five years ago. Well, maybe at <laughs> first, right? Maybe at first it was like, no, we just don't want to put this on PC. And then like two or three years ago, they came up with the idea of this launcher. And they said, okay, well, we'll just wait. Yeah. I mean, that that seems plausible, right? Well, because there could also be licensing things that are wrapped but, up in there. Who knows? But why do you need your own friggin' launcher? Why, why do we have to fracture the whole ecosystem into... Oh, EA has their own launcher, and I get it. EA has a huge stable of games. They have tons of IP. And they have tons of, of games to choose from. So an EA launcher by itself has a huge selection. But still, 
uh, um, what's the other one? Ubisoft, right? They have their own, and I get it. Mm-hmm. They're in the same kind of boat. They're basically like the European EA, right? Yeah. I get it, but man, it's so I mean, in fairness, frustrating. Steam didn't used to exist. I mean, PC used to be just, you know, big box retail. Yeah. Um, But speaking of that, it, I mean, it looked like Blizzard was going to try and branch out and be like, yo, Battle.net can be a friggin' generic store and launcher and we'll, we're proving that by signing destiny 2 and now destiny 2 is off which kind of makes me think and there's never been any other ones that i know of so maybe they just were like yeah never mind <laughs> we'll just well destiny, destiny 2 came off uh because blizzard has split with activision they're no longer together which that's is fair they- but i'm just saying like they only did it so far they've only done it with destiny 2 and now that's off it's like hmm well, because I, I think Call of Duty was already on Steam. Yeah, so maybe they don't care. Maybe they've discovered it's not the best the best thing for them, especially yeah, with so. it getting more crowded with Epic and stuff on uh, there. Did you, do you have Destiny 2 for PC? Yeah, and I moved it to Steam. Okay. Well, I, I did the process too, but I don't know that I... I don't know that I've checked in Steam. Like I got through the whole thing. I got all the email confirmations. Everything went smooth. I didn't have any problems. And they said, you're good to go. I linked all the accounts and everything. But I don't know that I've actually checked Steam to see. I don't know that I did either. If it's like, because I don't think you can download it in Steam until after after October 1st. But I would hope it would at least show like, yeah, this is in your account. I, I don't know. But October 1st, I should double 1st, check, check that since I probably need to do to do that for uh, two other copies make sure if i ever get around to playing it again even though i wanted i like destiny a lot well the gameplay like i couldn't i could not care less about the story or the 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 daily grind and missions and whatever like but the actual core gameplay blizzard does really well that kind of loot shooter thing like it's fun um but i haven't touched destiny 2 in a long time I moved it because I don't want to lose access to it. I paid for it because they were very clear. If you don't do this, you will not be able to play Destiny 2 on PC after October 1st, period. So I moved it, even though I have probably zero intention of ever playing it again. But I paid money for it. I don't want to lose it. Well, when I eventually get around to playing it, then we'll rope you into playing it as our fourth. <laughs> um, no, but my loot shooter, my schluter... Shooter looter uh, of choices uh, is Borderlands, and that's just the way it is. I've been playing a lot of Borderlands 3. Um, I bought it kind of on a whim. I wasn't, I was interested in it because I like Borderlands a lot, the whole series. Like, I just like those games. Especially the pre-sequel? I have never played the pre-sequel. For whatever reason, when that came out, I was kind of burned out on Borderlands, and I was like, I'm good. But, and they make that handsome Tom one too. Handsome Jack. Handsome Jack. Yeah. Um, uh, they had like an adventure game. The handsome Jack thing was an expansion to two. And then pre-sequel was a continuation of, well, a sequel to two. It's on the same engine. It's done by 2K Australia. It's a standalone game. But it's it plays into the story of two. It's like how handsome Jack comes to be. Uh. And then they did a Telltale adventure game, the Tales from the Borderlands, which I guess was really good. Anyway, um, 
So I, I really like all the Borderlands games, but when three came out, I don't know why. I just thought <clears throat> I'm going to wait because I don't want to you know, buy a new game right now. And I was listening to reviews and I was listening to podcasts about it and people seemed kind of not happy. They were like, eh, it's just more of the same. You know, it's a seven year old formula and they didn't really change it at all. They were kind of put off by it. I thought, well, that's disappointing. And then on one particular podcast, there was one particular person who was talking about it. And he was like, yeah, he goes, you guys are right. They didn't. He goes, it's really more like 2.5 and not three. He's like, but the updates that they did make are good and they feel nice. And the more he talked about it, the more I thought, I kind of want to play some Borderlands. Uh, and then it was on sale a little bit. So I went ahead and got it. And then a friend of mine, friend of ours, went ahead and got it as well. So we've been playing it co-op. And within the first 45 minutes, I was like, yep, it's, I'm so into this. Like, I just really, really like Borderlands. I like the stupid gimmick of all the, all the guns that you can get. I like the art style. I like the humor, even though it's completely dumb. I just, I like Borderlands. And so I have been, I probably put about 20 hours into it so far. It's pretty great. Well, I got I was going to say like how, how different Borderlands fans want it to be. Like in what, in what way is it? I mean, is it not new guns and new characters and new content and new stories? I mean, it is, but. I guess, I guess what people expected was it's been seven years since they've done a Borderlands game. Well, I thought they figured that, it would that have the case. some, you know, new features or new ideas or something. And it has quite a bit of bugs, uh, quite a few bugs. But I thought uh, the idea with the characters was that they have their own abilities. Like, so if they've added new characters, is there not, is there not new gameplay in there? Oh, there is, there is, but it's just. It just feels like an updated Borderlands 2. I mean, but that's fine with me. That's what I would want. I, I, I'm fine with it. And man, it this game reminds me, all the Borderlands games do, but this one reminded me of just how much I really like skill trees. Like like a game where you've got a character and you get, a, there's, a, there's like two or three skill trees that you can put points into. And as you're putting points in, it's unlocking the new abilities. I absolutely love that mechanic and just about any game that I've ever played that has it. I love it. It's just the idea of, um, I got really into it in world of Warcraft. Just the idea that you can have all these different builds and people coming up with different builds and, Oh, we'll put three points into this and that unlocks this one. And these two combined really makes your guy more powerful. You can do this new move or whatever. I, I could sit and pour over the invasion of RPGs into other genres. Yes. But not every game does it that way. A lot of games do them differently, but just that skill tree, just the way it looks with the different icons and you putting points into them. Something about that just trips a switch in my brain and I fall for it every time. I love it. Well, and you know that that was, I mean, back when the first Borderlands came out, I was, I was Mr. Mr. Debbie Downer on it. Um, and it was for, largely for that reason, like sticking RPG into a genre I thought was not a good fit. Oh, it works so well though. Um, it works. So I well. think that it, I think that 
it does work. And I also think that I was right. I think though, but I think it, for my own opinion, of course, but that it totally works because you can just buy into it. Like once you start playing it, it's like, yeah, that's, that's how it is. And you can just kind of buy into it from a shooter standpoint, especially like if you come at it from say a id software angle, it's like you put bullets into that thing. Like how much, like will your bullets really be more? Why, why can this guy that's clearly just a person, why, because he has a, is now a higher level can he somehow be littered with more bullets. Like that doesn't technically make sense from, from that standpoint and, and doesn't really fit into like, it's definitely like the id software genre of shooters. But when you're playing it, like <coughs> you can get over that real quick. Well, it's, like it's in, no in different practice. than an RP as a straight RPG, right? Like, cause I remember you making those comments back in the day of, oh, why are my bullets suddenly hitting harder now that I'm a higher level? Like, I, you hated the idea that, like, when you shot somebody, it put a number over their head, and you could see the damage. You're like, wait, now because I'm a higher level, my bullets do more damage? Yeah, this that guy without sense. a helmet, I headshotted him in the head, and it, it did 10% damage. But how is that any different <laughs> if you're just playing a straight RPG, like, say, Morrowind or something, or, or any of the Elder Scrolls-type games? Now I'm a higher level, so my sword is sharper? And cuts them better. I mean, that doesn't make sense either. But it, but it's fine there. Nobody has a complaint there. Well, yeah. Or, or now I'm a higher the... level, so my armor protects me better than it did five minutes ago. I mean, it's, well, in some of those, different. yeah, and some of those do depend on the RPGs. Like some of them are based more on, um, <coughs> like what armor you have. Something like an evasion skill makes more sense. But I think why that worked more to me is that in general RPGs are not skill based. And so I think that was my big problem was that shooters to me are inherently a skill based activity and an RPG takes away the skill of the game and turns it into strategy. Um, And so there is no aiming like I'm not going to play final fantasy and aim a sword at somebody's head or something or cut it off. And the animations are also not going to suggest it. Like my guy's not going to run up and sword across the guy's neck. And then he takes 10 hit points of damage. Like it's just going to be some generic slash. It's going to go back and forth. Like, so because that's, that's the disparity, something that's tactical strategy versus something that's skill based. I put my cross over this guy's face and I pulled the trigger, but the bullet went below because my skill was not high enough to shoot bullets straight. And that was that was the problem. Right. But so okay. my my counter argument to that is simply you go to another game again, say, say the Quakes or or any of those games or Dooms. Like if you play any shooter competitively, you know that where you point that mouse and shoot, it's going to shoot. And technically, if that was you and your skill level, maybe you couldn't, or maybe there would be a variance or something like that. But the truth of the matter is, even though, yes, it will shoot exactly where you, where you point it, like it, people, some people are way better at it than others. Like that doesn't mean you're going, it doesn't mean you have 
you know, a minute to line up your shot or do any of those things. Like when you're running around and shooting you, in other words, your skill level incorporates its own RNG, you know? So when you take on the, the approach of putting another RNG on top of it, you're taking real world, real world RNG where you already have a certain skill level, which may be poor. And then you're applying another thing to modify that. Like you could be like, I'm so bad. It's hard for me to freaking hit a guy with a shotgun. And now I can point right at the guy with a shotgun, which is me getting really lucky because I suck so bad and I can still miss. It was already hard enough for me to do it because I don't have any skills. (laughs) That makes sense. But I I think Borderlands, maybe the first one was a little different. I don't know. I don't remember that much. But I've never felt in Borderlands, like in the beginning, like, man, I can't hit anything because my skills are so bad. Like the shooting always feels on point. Where they go with it, though, is as you fill out your skill tree, instead of, yes, your accuracy gets slightly better, or, you know, depending on the skill that you get or whatever, but really, they just keep giving you just more outlandish skills that have nothing to do with your shooting ability, right? Maybe it's like you reload faster, or you have more uh, drones that you can use, or whatever that character's special ability is. Yeah. And so they just make it more and more outlandish as you go. And that's kind of the fun of it. And really, by the end of a Borderlands game, you just feel like you could just walk over anything, and it's kind of awesome for about an hour. Uh, and, and this one, I guess the end game is really good. We haven't got there yet. But I guess after you finished it, you know, they have the standard New Game Plus, but they've also added some other modes that really enhance, um, you, you really use your max level character to its fullest. And he and the person I was listening to said, he said, every other Borderlands game, that's the first thing I did was go into New Game Plus, and I wanted to play it again at a harder level with all my stuff. He goes, I have not done that on this one because these other modes they've added, and I cannot remember what they're called because I haven't experienced them. Uh, he's like, he's like, they're just so good. I don't even feel the urge to do the New Game Plus yet. Um, and he, he said the way he described it was, and I'm excited to get there after listening to this, he said, you know, everybody complains about the storyline in this one and the, the, the progression of the, of the game. It feels kind of clunky. It feels kind of off. It doesn't feel great. He goes, I didn't really think it that way. He goes, but it wasn't as tight as maybe two. He goes, but once I got to the end game and I saw all the improvements that they made, he goes, that's clearly where they spent their time. And he goes, you kind of get there and you kind of go, oh, they did know what they were doing. They did have a plan. I just had to get there first. He goes, and, and so that that excites me because once I get there, I'm, this is one of those games you just want to keep going, you just keep playing. Love it. I love Borderlands. And as well, soon as this nice. one's done, like, I'm going to play the pre sequel because it's on Game Pass and I didn't play it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one. Well, yeah, and that's why I was saying, like, I I mean, clearly, clearly they do factor in some some RNG. I think they don't do as much to the aiming as I was initially worried they would. They still do with some of the weapons and and definitely some of the the ways that pe- the enemies are leveled or or things like that. That's why I say while some of those things did turn out to be true and and the the truth is the way they've designed the rest of the game it doesn't really matter cuz it's its own beast. Like it's its <laughs> own thing that is that is fun and yeah. They do a pretty good job, which 
if they didn't, I think it would have changed everything. And it was what I was worried about is they do a really good job of continuing to make you feel like you are powerful and that you are getting more powerful. And there's a lot of RPGs throughout history that did a really bad job of that and made it a real painful grind fest. I don't feel like any of my time with Borderlands felt like that. No, like, it doesn't oh, feel grindy at all. Slog. I gotta, I gotta kill these rats for two hours. No, I mean their quest structure is set up that way. Go get me five of these things. Go kill ten of these things. But the beauty of it is, is they lean into it. Like in in three, one of your first quests that you get is go fetch five of these things or whatever. And the guy mm-hmm. tells you, he goes, "Hey, if you don't like doing these kind of kind of missions, get used to it because that's a lot of what we do around here." And it was just like, they just immediately, like they lean into it. Like we know what kind of game this is and we don't even care. Just here you go. Um, well, yeah. And it, and it works. And I think it, and, and this is how we kind of transitioned to Borderlands in, in the first place, but it kind of paved the way for other games that I hadn't thought about it, but I mean, how, how is destiny not, not borderland like how is it not the same genre as borderlands it is right uh, it totally is the same genre the difference is borderland or destiny takes itself seriously borderlands yeah, absolutely bo- does not take itself seriously yeah exactly you're still leveling up you're still getting gear you're, totally. you're still going to be a situation where if you're in a high level area and you snipe somebody in the head it's going to be like pink well and the <laughs> other thing i think is borderlands is set up to be played single player it's a single player campaign that you can play multiplayer but it is a a traditional single player game right a straight through here's the story start to finish go through see the end done destiny is built from the ground up to be a multiplayer experience that is meant to be ongoing right i think even the destiny developers described it as you take your destiny character off the shelf you play with them for you know when the new dlc comes out you play with them for three months you get to where you want then you put them back on the shelf and you wait for the next thing it, it's made like destiny is designed to be grindy just like an MMO it's a self-serious borderlands MMO, right? It is, but borderlands is not an MMO. It never feels like one ever. Like Would it is very linear. One? Although in three, there are multiple planets now. Oh, Oh yeah. <laughs> that you can go back and forth at will. I mean, the story takes you a certain path through them, at least so far. You have to wait five minutes until your ship goes into space and then wait five minutes for it to land? No. (laughs) No, but the very first time you're in your ship and you're going to the next planet, uh, as soon as they hit like the hyperdrive button or whatever, catastrophe strikes and uh, like the ship starts to break and you have to go around and like, oh, this broke and we need five of these things to fix it. It's like, really? (laughs) Okay. <clears throat> so it you know it's just dumb fun but for me though it's it's the loot it's the constant getting new loot um it's the art style the humor i like um it's not the greatest but i'm juvenile sometimes with it and so i think it's funny <laughs> it's some of it's annoying but i don't even care i don't give two craps about the storyline i never have i just you don't just hate claptrap fun he's all right i don't hate him but he's not my favorite <laughs> character fine. He doesn't make you want to blow him in the face every time you see him. <laughs> With a shotgun. Honestly, though, the thing that gets me the most about this game is so Destiny's a perfect example, but other games like this that have a bunch of loot, Diablo, whatever, there's usually a point 
where you get some amazing item from like a, a rare drop or something, right? You just get the super, and you hold on to that thing forever because it's so good. Well, when you go into Borderlands, you kind of have the same mentality. You're just waiting for that amazing thing, and then you get it. Oh, it's so good. But then 20 minutes later, you get one that's even better. They throw so much loot at you in these games that you never have this feeling of like, oh, I can't let go of this one. It's so good. You just, you constantly are finding new and cooler stuff. They should have a gun that shoots other guns that you collected and don't need anymore. I think they do actually have a gun that shoots other guns. (laughs) I know they have a gun that shoots hamburgers, or at least one of the games did. (laughs) Um, They also have, they started this in two, I think, but they do it a lot. It seems like they're doing it more in this one. There's a certain series of guns where when you reload, instead of reloading it, you just throw the gun and the gun explodes. And then a new one materializes in your hand. So if there's other planets and things like that, does that mean that there's also a lot more uh, like environment variety? Um, So far, maybe you wouldn't know. I don't know how much you've played. I've only been to three planets so far. I don't know how many there are. There's Pandora, which is the base one that you start on that everybody knows, the desert planet. The second one we went to, now granted, you're not like going, it's, it's a lot like Destiny. There's, there's zones on these planets. You don't like get to go across the entire planet. It's not New, No Man's Sky, right? Dang. Um, I almost said New Man's Sky. Newman's Sky. New man's. Newman's. Yeah. Get, get yourself some Newman's dressing while you're on Newman's Sky. Um, Newman you go into like certain zones on these planets, right? So they're contained areas. So there's Pandora, which is the deserty planet. There, I can't remember their names of them. The second one was like a, a super high tech city planet. So you're everywhere from the slums to like the really nice ritzy areas, uh, lots of urban and neon and stuff. The third one was kind of like a monastery. So you're going through this like ancient monastery fighting, fighting guys. And that's, I think that's where we're at. That's as far as we've gone. But I don't know what else there. I think I've seen people talk about there being like a jungle planet. It's very Star Wars-y in that in Star Wars, every planet is just one biome. Oh, here's the desert planet. Oh, here's the jungle planet. Oh, here's the ice planet. So I have a feeling it's going to be a lot like that. Okay. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it so far. But I like that because you may recall, too, that was besides besides the um, suspicious melding of, of the genres when the, when the game first started the series with the first one. The other big complaint I had about it, which is why I didn't pick it up when everybody else did, was that it was like this post-apocalyptic desert game. And if you recall during that period, man, the 360 was all <laughs> it was all about them brown games. Mm-hmm. All these games were brown, and there was so many desert post-apocalyptic games, right? There was so many of them, and I'm like, not... Ugh, there was one more thing against it, um, which to me, it the game would have been better with with like more color, and that's proven because I think Borderlands Two had more variety and was better, and was more fun to go through the world. Still was a fun game. I think there's more variety if you the further you go in one, like it ends in an ice area. Yeah, not You're a not- lot though. I mean, if you think about it, they wanted to have a brown. I don't know if you remember this, but they one of the things that the Xbox had actually touted was that any game could flip on like graphics filters. And it was like, here's a gritty brown filter. 
You can just flip that on your game, and your game will be gritty and brown. And, yeah, and because everybody did it. I think it was Gears' fault, right? It was so popular that everybody <laughs> was trying to mimic Gears. Yes. Well, mm. and that's so Gears and Borderlands, and there were some other ones, I'm sure. Uh, they're all Unreal Engine games too, and so the Unreal yeah. Engine got the reputation of being the gritty, brown, colorless, post-apocalyptic, whatever engine. Now Fortnite makes sense. This game's a lot more colorful. Uh, they were like <laughs> Borderlands Three is very colorful. Uh, it's very cool. Um, yeah, I was gonna say something. Oh, so that you're, art you're style not, works so much. You're better. not wrong in that Borderlands One has that when it you know it looks post-apocalyptic, but really when you dig into the story, and this is just me being a Borderlands nerd, it's not post-apocalyptic at all. Maybe maybe it is actually now that I say that. But I think the whole idea is rather these are the borderlands, right? These planets right. that you now discover in three, they're on the outskirts of this galaxy or whatever. They're the crap planets, like like in, um, uh, wow. Brain Alien. Just, pfft, no. <laughs> TV show, uh, Firefly. Better not be Firefly. Was well, Firefly. You know, they spend their whole time that? on the on these backwater planets where they don't have a lot of resources and money, so it's just all kind of run down and crappy. That's the kind of the idea of the borderlands, right? You're on the border worlds. You're on the borderlands. Yeah. And Pandora well, I don't know if they ever said they were inspired by this, but I feel like also the the game itself had to have been a bit, but definitely the marketing original marketing was kind of heavily inspired by Mad Max. Oh, I'm sure. Totally. There's definitely hints of that there. But as you play through in three, I know they talk about the corporation wars, right? Because there's there's like five yeah. major corporations that make all the guns in the game. And they're the big uh, money holders in this world that they've created. And at some point they had some massive war. Uh, and so it's kind of post-apocalyptic in that sense, because it's always, you know, everything's been destroyed because of these, this huge war that happened. But again, I don't dig too far into the story because that's not what I come to Borderlands for. It's funny. It's interesting. The story is okay. There's vaults. I don't know why you're trying to get all the vaults. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. That's not why I play it. Well, and it's prophetic, right? Because we're going to have our own, right? It's going to be, you're going to be a part of the, you know, Amazon militia or the Google militia or the yeah, Microsoft militia or we're... the Apple militia. No, just all... <laughs> Well, Bites Amazon making, might, making not, guns. might not be one because I read probably a month or two ago that there's some stuff going on where they Amazon might get broken up into multiple smaller companies because they are getting too big. Makes sense. Because they've acquired so many, you know, they own what's that chain of grocery stores that they own and they have. I mean, they just they've branched out into so many you areas think, you think and, it's and because all the web the development stuff they do. What's that? Do you think it's because of the diversification that they might get broken up? Well, I just like, think, be, yeah. So they've, they've, you know, they've, they're more than just an online retailer, right? They're an online retailer. They're also, <clears throat> they also have part of the, you know, they're, a, they're an entertainment company now like Netflix, right? They have their own movie studios and things. Um, they own that chain of grocery stores. They, um, what was the other part of that? Oh, the AWS, the whole back end of the webs, all that stuff that they do with AWS. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. And so you got all these big, and each one of these things that they do is huge. 
but they're all together under one umbrella, Amazon. And so I think that's the reason behind whoever, you know, government, whoever's looking into like, hey, maybe they're a little too big. Maybe we need Which to split them Which is kind of apart. fascinating because, I mean, they've done it to other companies. They've broken oh, yeah. up other companies oh, yeah. in the past for these sort of things. Um, but the biggest company in the world right now is Apple, and I haven't heard jack squat about that happening to but, them but that's because apple has been laser focused in what they're doing right they make technology products and they make software for them well and when have we ever had that that scenario where i hadn't really thought about it before but where you have a company like apple who has become the the biggest company in the world and hit a, hit a market cap of like a trillion dollars and yet Yet nobody actually considers them a monopoly. Like, I'm sure there are some people that think it out there, but most people out there are like, nah, friggin' Android, yo. Google, like, <coughs> we, we don't, like... Well, Android's Apple way bigger. Have a, they're, they're they don't like, have a stranglehold on anything. They're just the biggest company in the world, and they're not a monopoly. Yeah, well, they're not a monopoly in the mobile space. I mean, there's way more Android phones than Apple phones. Like, it's not well, even where, close. It's kind of like where are they a monopoly? It's almost like how did how did you guys manage to not be a monopoly in any of the businesses that you do, yet still are the biggest company in the world? Well, I, th I think again, it's that? it's because of their focus. Now they're branching. Now it's they amazing. have their own TV studio with this new Apple TV thing that they've launched. They're starting to make their own shows, so now they're starting to branch out a little bit. But I, I think the problem when you get into something like Amazon, right? It's maybe it's not the I think the monopoly thing is a different issue. I don't think that's why they're being looked at, but the, from what I understand, it has to do with the bigger you are and the more disciplines that you cover, you be, you kind of get yourself into a position where you can control both endpoints of this consumer tunnel, right? You 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 get to a point where not only am I making the product, but I control the retail distribution of that same product where other industries don't have that. You have an industry who creates it and another one, another entity who sells it or distributes it or markets it. You know, there's, there's, there's like separation there. And Amazon's kind of getting to the point where they can control both ends of that pipeline. And I think that's where people start to go, well, now, whoa, wait a minute. You can't, you can't do both here because now you're in a position where you can, you can, you can manipulate either end to your own profit, right? Well, and I don't if know. I'm not a business person. And if they're anti-competitive in any of their operations, which I think they, they have, they have been, I mean, they've, they've definitely affected and shaken up a lot of retail. Totally. I mean, totally. That's physical. Or I online. mean, I always joke that they are the Walmart of the online world, but there's so much more than that. Well, they are. And Walmart tries to then become like an Amazon. Like if you've ever bought something online through Walmart, like you will also find other retailers selling stuff. Yep. Through, through Walmart. I find that annoying. Cause when I go to Walmart's website, annoying. I only want to see like the first thing I do is I filter it down to only show me what's in my local store. Because nine times out of 10, I'm just using their website as research to see if they, A, have the thing that I'm interested in, and B, what does it cost? Yeah. And then if they do, I'll well, just drive to the store and get it, which is another thing entirely because 
the price in the store is not always the same as the price on their website. Same you item. You can't make them price match, though. You can't. No, you cannot. You can. Not to it. their own store. They won't yeah, hear. Not, well, not at mine. I've tried. You're to the wrong person. I'm pretty sure it's right in their policies. So <laughs> I've tried it before, because I think this is back when, like, Rock Band was big, right? We were going to go get a Rock Band thing, and we saw it on their website. It was a certain price, and I thought, okay, that's acceptable. I drove to the store, like, after work, and found it, and it was, like, $20 more. <clears throat> and I was like, wait, what? What? That's not right. So I pulled it back up on the website, and sure enough, it's $20 less. And I found a person in the store, and I showed them, and they said, nope, we can't. It's a, it's a separate entity. The prices are different. It's a different store. And I said, can you price match this? Because that was the, in the heyday of their price matching literally everything. And they straight told me no. Now, maybe they were just being, they just didn't want to deal with it. I don't know. But they told me no. I think over time that's just changed because, okay. um, you know, because I mean, walmart.com especially took a slow rollout. A similar thing happened to me. Um, I price checked something on Target. Um, I don't even remember what it was. I think it may have been like an Xbox One or something like when I bought that. And, uh, and they had a sale or whatever, and they said it was in stock. And so I drove like 45 minutes because it was in another town to it. And they were like, yep, it's it was a lot more expensive. And I'm like, I just looked this up online and it's cheaper. And they're like, yeah, that's Target.com. It's the same thing that you were saying. And I'm like, yeah, it's Target.com, technically separate separate business. I'm like, but it says I can pick it up in store. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can't do anything about that. I'm like, you're telling me on my phone. And I just picked up my phone. I opened up the Target app. I bought it. <laughs> I chose pick up in store. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, well, now we can give it to you. So I had a friend who did the same thing at our Walmart here. He was irritated from the same situation. Ended up pulling it up on his phone. Bought it. Chose pick up in store. And it said, okay, we'll tell you when it's ready. And he kind of walked around for a little bit near the area where the, where the item was because he was curious. He goes, sure enough, about 10 minutes later, a clerk walks back, picks one of the items up off the shelf, walks it to the front, up to the service desk. He goes, and about five minutes later, I got a text saying that uh, my item was ready for pickup. <laughs> he said, so I walked up and I got it. He goes, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever had to do. He goes, why, why would you not just price match it and let me buy it in the store? But they yeah. wouldn't. I think things are better now a couple of years into the whole thing. I hope so, because that's ridiculous. But looping back around to, um, you know, the, the topic of Apple, um, I had had a fun experience where <laughs> I got to take my Apple TV out of the closet, because I wasn't using it, and update it, and it became an actual video game console. And I was surprised. I, I updated it to tvOS 13. I went into settings and did sync controller and I did a sync on my PS4 DualShock. And then I played some some video games from from Apple Arcade. Nice. Full full controller support. Some of them I already owned worked perfectly fine with the controller. 
Some of them I had not. Does every before. game in Apple Arcade have to have full controller support or is it optional? It does. And some of them, yeah, every one of them. So every one of Apple Arcade games work across all of their devices. So iOS, iPadOS, macOS, and tvOS. And on macOS and tvOS, they're required to have controller support. Wow. I didn't so know if that was required. They've kind of finally enough. done it. You can even, it's not an Apple Arcade, but you can even buy Dead Cells, which as far as I know is full Dead Cells. It's $7.99 and has full controller support. And one thing that they added, because, so the tvOS had always had controller support, but it had MFI controller support. You had to buy a separate one, not any controller. So they've added Xbox One and PS4 native support um, for those but as far as I know, that also extends to the phones. So you could just sync a PS4 controller to your phone if you put iOS 13 on it and play games with the controller. Or you could even plug in your phone to HDMI and up on your TV and still use your controller as an Apple TV, basically as hmm. an Apple TV. I don't have any Apple TVs. Well, you don't need an Apple TV, like I said, to do it. Um, yeah, but you would probably have to have an HDMI out, which I do have <clears throat> for the phone. Well, I would just, yeah. I thought about trying um, Apple Arcade on my phone, but I just, I don't play a lot of phone phone games. Yeah. And I just, to me, when I pick well, up my phone, I don't, I don't think I want to play a game. It's just, it's not, that's not how I use my phone. Well, yeah, I found out that uh, Kingdoms, I don't know if you've ever played, yeah, mm-hmm. you played Kingdoms, yeah. right? Uh, so Kingdoms... Uh, New Lands, the second one. Mm-hmm. I had gotten that on iOS, but I hadn't really ever played it. I just played it on Steam because I didn't want to play touch controls. I actually got it on the iPhone for my kids to play. Um, but I noticed when I up to the Apple TV and hooked it up that it was available on there. And I had already purchased it and it had full controller support. And so I downloaded that and I played that some. Um, and it worked good. So when I was playing, I played maybe three or four different games on the device and with my PS4 controller. And I was like, I just feels they, once you sync the controller, you can, uh, control the entire UI from the controller. It's not just in the game. Oh, wow. That's nice. So I can just navigate around the interface. It's like launch the games. It's very kind of similar to how switch or maybe we use interface was when you think of it that way. Um, and I played through the entirety of one of the games on Apple Arcade called Sneaky Sasquatch. Sneaky Sasquatch is, I would say it's, it's, it is a fun game and it has some challenge to it, but it's more geared towards kids. Um, and in fact, the kids just absolutely loved watching me. Their (coughs) devices weren't updated, so they couldn't get Apple Arcade and play it yet. Um, so if you have any iOS devices, totally, totally get your kids to try Sneaky Sasquatch. Sneaky You're in, Sasquatch. It's like, um, it really, it immediately makes maybe the old people like me think of Yogi Bear. <laughs> okay. Cause, cause you're, you're a Sasquatch that lives in a park, in a national park. And if you're caught out roaming around... Then and the park ranger catches you. He like chases you around and and throws throws you back into the woods or whatever. Says, "Hey, you know, stop it." And so you actually go around sneaking. The initial premise of the game is you got to sneak around um, and like raid people's coolers and (laughs) 
fridges and picnic baskets and sneak around and do that. Then it opens up to where they have skiing and racing and golfing. It has a ton of things hmm. in there. And while I was going through the golfing stuff, they do have some some trickier challenges in that where they actually have like a full. I don't know if they have 18 holes or they have a nine hole golf course, but they do have a full or half golf course in the game too, that you can go to. And when you try to do that, it was, it was so much frustration trying to aim shots with the joystick because of that dang left joystick the ps4 oh no it's fine and it's position no it's fine and it wasn't just the position i know it had to have been also related to some amount of like i think i think a developer could go in and tweak tweak it to where it behaved more appropriately but because because the up position on a left stick with your thumb position isn't like a hundred percent accurate. Like you could not, you have to, so what you have to do in this game is you have to move essentially the cursor when, when you're like where you're going to shoot it, but it, it follows the stick. So if you let go of the stick, it snaps back to you. So you have to position it and then hold it in place. That's just poor design. That's not a controller's fault. Well, I would say that it is kind of both because it exacerbates the problem. Like, so when, because, because you have to do this, you start to notice how it is not necessarily an easy endeavor to hold that left thumbstick into a position like certain, certain positions, especially vertical positions where it becomes harder, where at some points I was like, screw it. I'm, I'm rotating the controller and like moving it so I can make sure I can push my thumb like straight up or whatever. So I can hold it was, it was crazy. I agree. Like you could solve that with design. You could do other things, but it would still fundamentally be a workaround for a problem that actually exists because of, of the design of the joystick. It makes it very difficult to hold it in a fixed position in in the full circumference of the joystick in some spots it's easy like in, and in some directions it's easy and then some you're like oh that's all over the place that's interesting i never knew that about this controller <laughs> it's very possible though if i synced up an xbox one controller which i don't have um that it would have the same problem i, I always find it irritating in games where they have the dead zone set very low or or off <clears throat> and you use a game controller uh, even a modern one, and then you quickly realize just how sensitive those things are and how um, non-accurate they can be. How You just you don't realize how much you rely on those dead zones to kind of counteract a lot of your movements. It's, it, it's frustrating. Like when, you're, when your character's constantly drifting left or right or looking left or right, you're like, stop, 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 and it's the dead zone that's doing it. You don't have yeah. that problem on the console games so much, but games that are... PC games that have controller support. Yeah. (laughs) Back to your Joy-Cons. Circling back around where we started. So is Apple Arcade, is that, is that Apple's launcher? Like, is that, 
Mm, I mean, I mean, they already it was had already it. their store. Yeah, it was already there. <laughs> they just revamped their store. It's their game. It's it's their Game Pass. Yes, that's what it is. And I wish Nintendo would come out with a similar system because I would jump on that in a heartbeat. Honestly, so if Nintendo sup- came out with a system like Game Pass or like Apple Arcade that was good, that was really well done, I would probably, I might even sell my Xbox. And well, just they have it, but they're just going to give you any NES games. Yeah. Well, they give you Tetris 99 too. Come on. Yeah, that's true. 30 bucks retail. Yeah. Um, so I myself was down on, I, I didn't think Apple Arcade looked very impressive. And it seemed like everybody in the media and press and online seemed to be like, this looks pretty crappy. I wonder what they're going to charge for it. And here, poor Apple trying to get into the game business again. <laughs> and, and, and doing doing it poorly it came out and almost nearly every piece of media that i see about it is glowing like somebody else being like yo i've just been playing this apple arcade game uh wow it's amazing and of course it's free for a month for everybody right now and it's like oh man now i'm playing this game or now i'm playing that game and there are a whole i didn't realize that it was going to be it was kind of a, it's going to come out, but it's actually going to drop like a hundred brand new releases, a bunch of them really great, really polished indie games that some of them will be coming to like Steam and other things later. They're temporarily exclusive, but like some of them, a lot of them that hadn't even been announced, like it was just a surprise, like surprise, there's a new game by this studio, you know, and that studio, you know, um, I think there's a new uh, Sonic All-Star Racing that's also on it. There's uh, two two brand new Lego games. One of them is a um, Super Smash Brothers game, basically, but with Lego characters. Um, and then there's all these other all these other little ones. Uh, it, they are surprisingly high quality. So far, every one that I've played has been really fun. And really well made. So, and they keep getting well reviewed. So, I was, I've been surprised by that. Uh, it's got me interested in wanting to try it. But, um, like I said, I just don't play a lot of games on my phone. I just don't have an interest in it. Just mirror it to your TV and grab a <laughs> controller and try it that way. Yeah. But I've got your TV I, probably I, supports it. I have no shortage of other ways to play video games. So, I don't need more distractions. Well, that is true. I don't need um, more distractions. Well, but but you'll get more distractions anyway. Otherwise, you wouldn't have all these other games that you bought since we started the No Games Challenge and had to change it to the Less Games Challenge. Well, yeah, because No Games was come never going to happen. I mean, you haven't even stuck to that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, of course. I didn't have any support. <laughs> Plus, you, every time you buy a um, game, you have to buy five copies. So, No, I just make them watch me. So, uh, continuing a little bit on the Apple... Oof front really really Um, pushing it here i know so one game came out to ios just like i don't know a couple days ago not on apple's uh not on the arcade was a mario kart tour is actually a full mario game with full online play with friends and online um that is a new mario kart it has new courses and it has new things i haven't found out yet if it does controller support or not um but it is it is i i played a couple races and it was 
it was a brand new Mario Kart game. Like, and it just seemed like Mario Kart. It did not seem like, you know, like Mario Run or anything like yeah. that. It didn't seem like a stripped the, the, down. Um, the Dr. Mario, Mario one's okay. I play that one occasionally. I love that game. I was, I have been a huge, huge Dr. Mario fan since it initially came out on the, on the NES. It's just Puyo Puyo. Um, it is not. It is just Puyo Puyo. I, I love Puyo Puyo too, but it's a totally different game. No, it's not. It's the same game. Your matching colors mean, is for in some way you could say that about all match games, but it's also <laughs> not. No, I like Dr. I would Mario. Say, I'm not great at it, but I like it. I would say Dr. Mario and the Dr. Mario on iOS is more analogous to Puyo Puyo than some of them. But um I play and I may have a bit of a different perspective on some puzzle games because I've loved them so much and I've made them that I like I kind of go way overboard with match games and try and figure out like high level plays and combos and things like that. Like I'm, I'd, I'd get too into it, too into it for, for matching things. I was really skeptical of Dr. Mario on iOS because it's upside down. They're changing things up, but I have played every bit of it. Like they will release a new world and I'll get a notification. There's a new world and I will have beaten that new world that same day like because i i do love that game i my i even play it multiplayer way too high ranking i think i'm like tier six i don't know if it goes higher than that too too much with that too too much with that i i wasn't playing ios games until that game came out but um and i'm still not they 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 released a new mario kart game on iOS before they did on the Switch. Hmm. And it is new. It has new characters. It has new items. It has new tracks. The graphics are good. What is that about? Online play with friends? I don't know what's going on, man. Everything's going on. But there was one glaring omission. I wondered if you had seen it. I haven't played it yet, but I really want to. Actually, Sneaky Sasquatch makes reminds me of it. Um, that feels like it should be on Apple Arcade or an iOS device, and it is not. And that is Untitled Goose Game. I have not played Untitled Goose Game. I haven't paid any attention to it. Don't know anything about it? I know a little bit about it. I've seen, like, you know, short little video clips and stuff of it. And it seems like it'd be about fun. Giant Bomb but... was talking to it. Yep. It looks pretty fun. much. Um, that's have my exposure to it. iOS 13, skipping Apple Arcade. Yeah. I did Apple. I did that quickly. And 13.1. Like and 13.1.1. No, I don't have that. <laughs> Dude. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, you're not trying to wrap up, right? I am trying to wrap up. I am I am, I am running out of things to talk about. <laughs> what? Well, I'm trying to bring up iOS 13. Well, I know, but I'm I also mean... looking at the timer here, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting tired of sitting. <laughs> oh, psh. Come on. Well, then I won't talk about Duck Game on the Switch. That's right. We're gonna we're Mark gonna save something off. for the next one here. We don't want to we don't want to throw it all in one podcast. I guess I'll I'll skip over Minecon happened today. Yep. Now, now you've Probably now you've about... officially dated this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I did that. On people purpose. have to get an hour um, and forty five minutes in to know that, but they'd still have to look at it look it up. But there you go. So then we do have to spend at least a few minutes 
on the TV train. Well, all right. Well, where are you going with the TV train? Where's it taking us? You watch Battle Angel? No, I haven't watched Battle Angel. <laughs> what? <clears throat> that was like years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Are you excited about Lady and the Tramp? Not at all. Real people. Nope. And real dogs. Nope. Why would I want that? I don't need that. We didn't need Lion King. <laughs> we didn't need Beauty want and the Beast. We didn't need any of those. I don't want that. What's wrong I with Lady and the Tramp the, the way that Aladdin. it was? I don't need that either. Guess what? We I know. It's all watched probably really good, but I don't need it. So we, we had, because we had like a Disney podcast <laughs> the other day, um, and we didn't bring up Aladdin. So I wanted to watch a movie with the kids. I don't like to rewatch movies usually, so... I looked up new movies. Aladdin came out. Watched that with the family. I did not know was that there's some people in this family that are hardcore, massive Aladdin fans. Like, I did not know that. And so, very like, oh, I don't know about that. We watched, everybody watched the Aladdin movie afterwards, and I was like, so what did everybody think? And then everybody was like, um, better. Probably better. Better than the, the cartoon, huh? Than the cartoon. I don't know how they pulled off. I was like, what about the songs, though? It's all about the songs. They're like, I think the, the, the new versions of the songs and the people who sang them were better. Nope. They've just been brainwashed to think they're better. Now, no, I'm not, like, a, I'm not a hardcore Aladdin fan. Good. I like Aladdin, but it, it's just not so better. Not, it's not better. Not, it might be. Oh, it's not. And now I won't say this is better, I, but I will say Will Smith as a genie, my biggest would have been my biggest worry going into it. It was great. Um, and the reason that it was great, I think, is because I felt like they imbued that movie with the 1980s, 1990s Will Smith vibe. You know, his music and like Fresh Prince and stuff mm -hmm. like when he did his stuff, like it had that it had that feel to it. It had that like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air sound going on in that stuff. And I kind of had forgotten. I'm like, oh, yeah, he is. He is a pretty good musician. <laughs> like He is a pretty good singer. And he still is. He still and I would say it. in terms of live action, Robin Williams, live action genie. Would probably not have worked out as good as he works out as a live action genie. As a cartoon genie, I think no contest. Robin Williams, Williams all friends, day. But, I'm yeah. taking Robin Williams genie all day. I haven't even seen the new Aladdin and I won't even, that's not even a contest. Now, what about Spider-Man Far From Home? We nope. watched that too. I have not watched that. I don't, I don't watch a lot of movies. I know. Well, come on. You just watched a new movie, right? Well, not a new movie, but you watched a movie. I didn't actually. You didn't go watch Clue? Oh yeah, we watched Clue. Okay, that's we. I watched See, the movie, a movie on Friday um, <laughs> with a friend of mine after work. But I mean, I've seen Clue before. That's nothing new. That's not new. Everybody's seen Clue. Well, I mean, but it is a movie. It is a movie. Do you recommend it? I've never watched it. Oh man, it's it is absolutely the goofiest, silliest, most over the top movie. And but they did it on purpose that way. And it works. You mean so like well. Jim Carrey, the mask over the top? No, or? not quite that. Not quite that dumb. <laughs> okay, not, not that bad. 
but it's definitely over the top. It's it's um when they were making it, they were trying to make it feel like it was a play because you know when you're acting on stage, you kind of overact a little bit to get your emotion across to the audience. Yeah, and so it's done like that, and it definitely has that vibe to it, and it's a comedy, but it works. It works. But, but you have to know that going into it. If you go into it expecting it to be a regular comedy or or something else, you you might think, well, this is really kind of dumb. But but when you know that that's what they were going for, then it works. That sounds like Elf. Uh, it's not even that. It's not that level. Like it's smarter than okay. that. It's smarter humor than that. But it's 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 over the top in the way that it put, is put together. Um, I've known people that saw Elf for the first time, myself included, that thought, what a ridiculous, horrible movie. I agree. And then and then it turned into like a favorite. Nope. Still not a favorite. I don't like that movie. I just I'm not a big <laughs> Will Smith fan. Will Smith. Will Ferrell fan. Um, I like some of his stuff, but that movie just I could not. Nope. It was too much. Uh, I it, watched his. um Whatever it's called, uh, Stranger Than Fiction. I didn't like Will Smith until I watched, not Will Smith, but Will Ferrell, <laughs> until I watched Stranger Than Fiction, which is like not a comedy. Yes, that's the, yeah, I remember that. And one. then getting through that movie and, and maybe one other movie, like somehow my brain like synced, like clicked with his comedy. And and now I like most of his movies, whereas before I used to hate them. So I, I, don't I don't know. I have a problem with his comedy. I like them on Saturday Night Live. I just the movies, some of the movies that he's done just don't appeal to me, and I just haven't gone out of my They're way. They're probably see the him. ones that he made. I know, right? <laughs> Speaking of another comic that made a movie that's not a comedy at all, um, it's an older movie now. Uh, Adam Sandler. So he's obviously known for his real goofy, silly movies as well. He made Often a movie too much for called me. Rain Over Me. Uh, rain spelled mm. as in like a reign of a king, right? Uh, or okay. reign over a kingdom. Rain Over Me. And it's, it's a, he plays, I forget the character's name, but he plays a guy who lost his family in 9-11. Um, oh. And, you know, his wife and like two kids or whatever. They were on, a, on one of the planes. And so he's just his whole life is like crumbled around him and he's kind of a shut in and his old college. He somehow he gets, he, he comes in contact with one of his old college roommates and his college roommates like, Whoa, what happened to you? Like what's going on? And kind of drags him out into the world a little bit and tries to get him kind of readjusted. And of course, during the process of all that, all this stuff comes out and all this emotional baggage that he's been carrying around. And it's a real dramatic role. I mean, there's a couple of like, comedic relief parts but not like typical adam sandler comedy stuff um and i think a lot of people i don't think it did well because i think people were like oh adam sandler he's not funny i don't want to watch that and they didn't really give it a chance for what it was but it's actually an extremely good movie it's quite sad huh. um it will it will tuck at the heartstrings a little bit uh, i highly recommend it you should watch that sometime. not gonna lie it sounds like a movie i wouldn't watch purely because i watch very small amount of drama. Yeah, I I don't watch a ton of them either. <laughs> if I want to spend a couple hours watching something, I want it to be action, adventure, or comedy usually. And that one, yeah. I just picked one day at random because I didn't really know what it was, and I knew it was Adam Sandler, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a shot. It's Dave Cheadle too. 
Is it Dave? Don. Oh, okay. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yeah. yeah, he's he's the college roommate, and um, it's just it's an extremely good movie. It's a good like human nature story type movie. It's really good. If you haven't watched it, it is more of a drama. It kind of looks like what it is is a romance movie or a rom com, and there is there is definitely that aspect, but it's it's it goes it's far more than that. Um, if you haven't seen it, about time. Okay. About time. Probably one of my favorites. So it literally does involve time travel. Oh no. It does. Uh, it has uh, what's his face? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I could possibly forget. He's one of my favorite, like British actors. So I don't know why I'm <laughs> blanking on his name. But he was Victor from oh from Underworld. Uh, yep. I know. I know. I can see his face as soon as you said that. I can yeah. hear his voice. So I he, can't think of his name either. He's in that movie. Okay. Um, and it is so well done, and it's so amazing. And I can say, without a doubt, you can sit down and watch this movie with your wife. Like, and you'll probably both love it. The only rom-com it's, that I like. It's great. And we'll watch every single time I happen to see it, if it's on TV or something, is uh, Hitch. Oh. <laughs> uh, something about that movie is just... That's not bad. Perfect yeah. blend of comedy and, and drama and everything else. I love Hitch. Well, so let me be clear. About Time is not a rom-com. Like, I think if you looked at a trailer or something on the cover, you might think, oh, maybe that is. Um, so it has a, kind of an outlandish premise, but self-serious and dramatic. And Okay. The actors are great. I don't think it's that super long of a movie, but it is absolutely fantastic. Well, I, I will say I watched this. it one time and I bought it because I knew I was going to watch it again. And I hate watching movies again. Uh, I will watch Battle Angel before I watch that. I'll tell you that much. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're having a time where like you and your wife want to sit down and watch something and you know that she doesn't want to watch an action movie or something like that's something that you could go to. And you would not regret the time that you spent watching it. Fair enough. Is a bonus. Well, I can tell you, you haven't watched it, but I'll tell you, Spider-Man: Far From Home was good. I've no, I've heard good things, but but uh, that whole that whole chapter it. is over. As they're they're not doing movies together anymore. Spider-Man is now back they, to Sony. So it, exactly, and they announced yesterday that they have come to terms. Oh, and. They've officially announced Spider-Man 3 is going to be coming out twenty early 2021. <coughs> Tom Holland will reprise the role and will be in some more MCU movies. Nice. But I believe Tom Holland himself will also appear as Spider-Man in Sony's own, what they I guess they are calling the Venomverse. Nice. So perhaps they're going to make another <laughs> Venom movie and they're going to get... Um, get the rights to it i found out that one of the reasons that there was such a issue with the deal was because i because sony it might be being bought they're being courted by several other companies apple one of them and that if sony gets sold the the rights they had to spider-man go away hmm. and so so disney and marvel would get spider-man back for free <laughs> If somebody bought Sony. I hadn't and heard so they're that. like, That's well, cool. hey, if your guys are going to sell, then why would we negotiate a contract with you? Right. 
but they but they did um i'm 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 gonna save hmm. some of my topics like we talked about uh for for next episode, but I am gonna mention one other thing that's on the well, on the superhero front and it comes as a strong uh recommendation for a TV show what's that it is called the boys oh I've heard a lot about this show it doesn't interest me so, for some reason like the people I work with are ta- that's all they talk about and I just like I can't bring should, myself to watch it I don't know you should try one episode that's what I did and after the first episode like it sticks in you because you're like oh like this is not necessarily what Marvel does wrong, but they take it and they say, hey, in a sense, what if what if this whole Marvel nonsense thing was real? How would it really be? It's too it much. It's, it would to me, the premise is too really much like the Watchmen. And I don't I hated I hate the Watchmen. I did not like the Watchmen. And to me, it's the same kind of premise as, oh, superheroes are everywhere and they're real people with flaws. And I'm just like, ugh. No, no. Um, so I would say give it a shot sometime. Um, it's got, oh, what's his name? The guy that plays um, Carl Bones Urban in the new Star Trek movies. Carl Urban. Yeah. And uh, some some other decent people in it. But it is it is definitely, I would say, what I would think of as like an HBO level show. Like, don't, don't, you definitely don't watch it with kids around. Yeah, I've heard that. Not just because of language, but because of every single thing else. Yep. Everything that you could possibly have a problem with, like in terms of, you know, kid safe, it, it you, you got to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see anybody who does, who likes the the superhero genre liking it or the comic genre. And I could see anybody who doesn't like comics or superheroes really being into it because it is really done. It is really well done. And it really is. It really is kind of like Marvel in real life, not like in Witcher or say, you know, Heroes. I don't know if you ever watched that. Uh, yeah, I, I never did. Heroes is that same thing, right? Oh, there's real heroes and real people have powers and they have flaws. You know, it's that exact <laughs> same thing. This this is not that it definitely kind of pokes fun directly at Marvel. Um the it's like the set I forget what it is, what it what they call them, but it's like the seven whatever, team seven or something, the super seven or something they have, and they have their big tower, it's like Stark Tower with all of them. Um but yeah, it goes it goes dark places that Watchmen does not go or no other place goes and it ended up being really interesting interesting enough that after we watched the f- I was after we watched the second episode like we watched the first episode and had to warm up to to watching more and then after that we watched it every day until we had watched the entire thing pretty short but very good short but sweet short but good short but sweet opposite and there, of where we're at in this timeline have- right now because well, I blame you. Why are you blaming me? I kept being like, yo, let's do them. Let's cast some pods, yo. Nope, that's not my fault. That's not and my you fault. You were like, I ain't got no time. And I, I believe, I believe I mean, there, I have was lots a, of time. there was a week in there where you couldn't do it either. So it was both of us. You were like, I got to play Borderlands. Nope, that wasn't the reason. And more Borderlands. That wasn't the reason. Anyway, anyway, let's not point <sighs> fingers at you. That's not fair. 
This isn't a video podcast. We can't point fingers. I tried to point fingers, but they just pointed back at me and you. That's right. Dude. Well, thanks to the family watching Minecon today. I'm going to be getting off here playing some Minecraft. All right. Well, mine, I'm going to go play some Borderlands. Oh, are you sure? Because you could jump into a Minecraft server and shoot nothing. I, I can't play Minecraft that long. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't hold my interest. Just two hours. No, not, not much. Do it. I don't have not enough much. interest in Minecraft. This is our longest podcast. ever. Oh, I'm very well aware. I hope you're recording. <laughs> nope. I stopped about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. That would be terrible. Hit you forever. All right, sir. Wait, are you calling it? I'm calling it. You have nothing else. I've got nothing. We're over two hours. We are good to go. We still haven't hit giant bomb level. Uh, uh, well, they have four and five people on a podcast. We have two. I thought we were going to go for three. We are definitely not going to go for... I can... You know what? You can keep going. I'm calling it now. <laughs> that would be exciting. <laughs> listening to me talk is the last thing anybody oh, wants well, to do. Oh, well, I'm just... Hey. <laughs> Why are they listening you to can, this? You can keep recording as long as you want. I'll put it all in there. No. Not without you. Just put your mic on, and then you play Borderlands, nope. and we record that. I'm way. gonna I'm gonna shut down, and you keep on you keep on ran, just ranting, never rambling, whatever Not you want to do. I just figured you had more to say because you hadn't said later. Well, I'm trying to say later, but you won't let me say later. Well, later. later.